1: Welcome into to another edition of the PHNX d podcast right here on PHNX. Babe, wake up. The D-BAC spent $100,000. <laughs> oh <my> uh, <laughs> I am your mayor of PHNX, occasionally known as Derek Montia. He is back and he is our vice mayor of PHNX here in the office once again. Uh, and your thunderstick, Jesse Friedman.
0: No, you were distraught without me, so I I should. Oh, it was. I, it was, tempted, not, I was tempted to enjoy the nice mid seventies mm, weather in nah, Denver, I, Colorado, I like but that. I came. I came back just you, for you. You Dan. say
1: distraught like as if I like can't go on without you.
0: No, it's like
1: no, it's 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 the fact that I'm always worried about you, and that takes ah. away from my ability to concentrate. On other things. I have to be concerned. Is Jesse drinking enough water? Did the Dodgers fans find him in Colorado? Uh, Did he find his way to the stadium? Okay, these are all things that occupy my brain. But another thing, Jesse, that occupies my brain is when is Brandon Fott joining the starting rotation? And is today, is today Brandon Fott day, Jesse? Is today the day?
0: I mean, the D backs are off today, Derek. They're all they're all golfing in Texas I right know, now. They're so, having a good time. So, probably. do you mean t- today being the day is in like an announcement being do you think made today, today we'll, 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 of we'll, some we'll, sort? Will we get a
1: press release this evening around six, seven o'clock? Is this going to be a pre-game announcement? Potentially, it seems very close. I mean, I know that they know what they're going to do, right? So they yeah. don't really need to make it publicly known. They don't need to make the announcement. As long as they know what they're going to do, they can prepare for whoever is going to start in game two of this series against the Texas Rangers. But as of right now, in this moment today, uh, Monday, May 1st, 2023, <laughs> one day away from me having to dye my stupid hair purple, uh, we still don't know who is
0: the, that starter in that game. Not not officially, but but I I think we I think we do in another sense sort of know who is we know. who is going to we start know but on we Wednesday. can't
1: say it officially we can't say it officially. we'll say it on this show officially but there's no official announcement yet we know there's a lot of speculation there might be uh maybe maybe an inside source dropping some information to someone yeah my like guess is Steve. that would
0: yeah my guess is that would happen tomorrow um news doesn't really tend to break on off days just like people are just kind of out of the. You know, they're just not. They're they're golfing. They're they're doing other things. They're yeah. taking much deserved time off right now, Derek. So, uh, so yeah, I don't think we'll get any any announcements today. My guess is that tomorrow pregame in Texas, Tori Lavella will probably announce his starter for Wednesday. It would be really weird to wait until the day of to announce your starter. Sure. Um, so, ma- I mean, maybe it would take until postgame tomorrow, but that's the absolute latest. I sort of expect it to happen pregame tomorrow. And as you said, we might see. Uh, you you might see a reporter drop the news a little bit earlier in the day as well. Any gamesmanship
1: here going on with a very tough Texas Rangers team? Maybe try not to make that announcement too soon.
0: <laughs> I mean, so they're they not dumb, any. Derek. <laughs> if 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 we know, then surely know. the Texas Rangers I say that Rangers about a lot of know, stuff, Jesse. Right? I
1: figure if we know, everybody knows. I don't try to put us in a special category. But uh, I guess the one uh, playing devil's advocate, if it's not Brandon Fott, who could it be? Let's just say, let's just say Um. it's not fun. Is there anybody else there could be, or is that why it's so apparent to you personally that it's the only option for them?
0: I think it's pretty clear. Um, Unless I mean, they all of
1: a sudden just say Merrill Kelly and like they're going on with their rotation. That, that would as, be, as would yeah,
0: that would be. And, and at one point, I mean, not long ago, we talked about some some comments that Tori Lovello had made that made it sound like the D-backs were sticking with a four-man rotation through the Washington series, um, which is, you know, into their next homestand. I think it's on, on May 7th that that one would end. So there was a point when, when we were sort of being led to believe that that brandon fought or whomever the d-backs fifth starter was going to be wasn't going to come up until after that point um but yeah it, it the writing is on the wall i mean if if you come out and you say that your starter on tuesday is that gallon and your starter on wednesday is tba yeah. there's no reason to do that if right. merrill kelly is going to take that start Brilliant. um brandon fought already i mean he made his his Most recent start with Reno back on the 26th. So it's not like you're waiting to see how he does or something in order to decide whether he deserves the call up. He's deserved the call up for a while, I think. I I don't think anyone disputes that at this point. You could make a compelling case that Brandon Fott should have been here by day one. And maybe, you know, maybe Dre Jameson, Ryan Nelson and Tommy Henry uh, would would be in, in better positions themselves, you know, being developed in the minors or more in the bullpen or, whatever that might have looked like. But I would be shocked at this point, honestly, if the D-backs did not go to Brandon Fott on Wednesday. Uh, and we
1: know uh, that Mike Hazen emphatically said that Brandon Fott was ready. He said it in a way that a man says when you're when you're past the time of someone being ready. Like, it's there's no question in the front office's mind if Brandon Fott is ready. But uh, who knows? The Diamondbacks did acquire left-handed pitcher uh, Connor Pilkington, which I still don't think is a real name. That doesn't sound like a real name. But Connor Pilkington from the Cleveland Guardians for cash consideration. Uh, He's a 25-year-old lefty who was recently DFA'd by the Guardians. Uh, And Jesse pretty much understands the purpose
0: of this acquisition. I mean, we think. Like, (laughs) if you're going to call up Brandon Fott, uh, the Reno Aces can't just pull a fifth starter out of a hat, right? They need someone to take his spot. The D-backs don't have any clear internal options, at least presumably. And so, yeah, you're going to go and you're going to try to acquire someone externally. The D-backs need another starter at this point. So, um, so any yeah. Any chance Pilkington is that starter? I, I wouldn't say it's impossible. Um, but, I mean, he only threw... I think it was two innings he threw for the Guardians on April 25th. Okay. So, so he's not stretched out in any way to be a starter. I, I would be pretty surprised if they went that way. It would probably be more of a bullpen game kind of a thing. Uh, the other thing that could happen with Pilkington is the D-backs could bring him in and send Peter Solomon down and, and have Peter Solomon go back into the Aces rotation where he was at the beginning of the year and then have Pilkington come up and be your, your long reliever type. I think okay. that's also possible.
1: P- Peter Solomon, I think... Would really benefit at this point of, of being sent down just because things have not worked out well for him. And, uh, you know, again, in the in the relief role, the Diamondbacks haven't shown much confidence in him by by where he has played. But, yeah, um, we do have word from Steve Gilbert from MLB.com that Corbin Carroll will be having an MRI today. Uh, on on his knee. Itself. Are you
0: reporting this from Steve Gilbert, Derek? I told you that yesterday. Come on. Um, now. I, I am. <laughs> I am. <laughs> um, Who is your real source uh, here? Come on
1: now. <laughs> I, I, I I trust Steve. I trust Steve is all I'm saying. <laughs> but uh, according to Jesse Friedman from PHNX, <laughs> according you. to Rotowire.com, uh, Corbin Carroll's having an MRI today. So uh, any reason to panic about that, or is this just they have the day off, they have the time? Why not? just yeah have that reassurance that there's nothing wrong there structurally or, or something that could give them a problem
0: that's that's my my expectation yes this is this is just a precautionary measure that's how Tori lovello described it at least publicly uh there is there is some possibility that the d-backs initially after the injury didn't find anything that suggested they needed an mri and then uh the next morning maybe i don't know maybe they they Took another look at it, and we're like, "Oh, this actually, there is actually maybe something here. It's possible that there was some sort of development there that they're just not not sharing publicly. But that isn't what the that isn't the impression, at least that Tori Lovello gave. It sounds like it's a precautionary measure. And honestly, I was surprised when the news initially came out on Saturday night that the D backs had not done any imaging, that they were calling it a a contusion without having done any imaging, and they said at the time that they didn't have any expectations of doing any imaging either that's a little weird. Like when your star player is, is on the ground for that long. And you know, even if your trainers take a look at it and they feel confident in what they find, you still feel like you want to be Absolutely. sure. Like you don't want to Absolutely. take risks, especially with a guy like Corbin Carroll, who depends so heavily on his legs in order to be in order to, to be a huge part of this baseball yeah, team. We need him to be his speedy self where he
1: is trying to pass his own teammates on the right. base path, like we saw in Colorado. But I wanted to ask you, did you see him doing any kind of physical activity at any point after the injury? Did you see him out on the field? Did you see him doing he, anything? He, he walked up the
0: steps. That's uh, good. Yeah, that's, that's a start. That's something, no, right? I know, but you
1: didn't see him like, <laughs> like
0: do, taking any fielding, doing anything. No, yeah. no, I didn't. Uh, possible that that happened. I wasn't down on the field much yesterday. Um, but, yeah, he was He was not available for the Diamondbacks um, on, in, in Sunday's game. to revealed that. Uh, after the game was over my guess is they wouldn't have had him do much of anything he said in our interview with him yesterday that he was walking better so he even in his own mind I don't think he was really ready to start you know doing real baseball activities but with a contusion it's the kind of thing that can really hurt in the moment but it can also resolve fairly quickly yeah so uh
1: do you foresee him missing the Rangers series
0: I don't know I don't know that's a good question Uh, I'm guessing the MRI today will will help them decide that um, I imagine that if it's negative and everything is clear that he'll yeah. probably play. Well, I mean, I'm not a medical expert, but I'm pretty sure an MRI is like an extremely detailed, you know, like picture. Sure. Yeah. And so it's, it, I don't know if it's as simple as like positive or negative as oh, no. much as no. like all I this mean, other I, stuff. I, but
1: I, I guess my, I, I guess I'm saying that there's, there's nothing wrong with his knee. I don't yeah. mean positive or negative in that way. I just sure. mean like if everything comes back free of, of any kind of damage, he's feeling okay. I mean, I, I just don't know how cautious they're going to be with him because I could see them still just sitting him out for the remainder of this road trip until they get back here to Chase Field. I don't know for sure though. You know, yeah. That
0: wouldn't surprise me. That would a, not at all surprise me. You're gonna you're gonna be careful. There's no reason to rush Corbin Carroll back, right? There is zero reason to rush Corbin Carroll back. Fair, if you're fair. not hundred percent sure that he's ready to go. You want him to be able to steal bases right when he comes back. You know, you don't want to have to slow play him back into the lineup. So, uh, yeah, I think I think they're going to take their time. And as of right now, there's there's no there's no injured list. stint. So I guess that could change after today, depending on on what the MRI shows. But if there's no IL stint, that's a pretty good sign going to be pretty quick it it might just be a couple days dvs822 in the comments said did i miss anything about
1: fought yet you have not we have not had any official word we have not any had any official confirmation it's uh we've we've actually been asked quite a few times about this and the majority of our speculation is just based on what's going on what the facts are like jesse said there would be no reason uh, to have a tba for merrill kelly's spot when merrill kelly is fine and healthy Uh, And this is a two game series in Texas. I mean, it it makes all the sense in the world that this would be Brandon fought spot. And honestly, if he doesn't start here, it would be entirely too long until his next start turn in the rotation. Right. So I guess the idea, when would he start next in Reno? When would be his next start in Reno? if Uh. If he
0: were to start then? That's a good question. Okay. Um, he, start, he started on the 26th. So, all right. Well, figure that out for us. I'm okay. going to let we'll you guys know to download the
1: Bet MGM app if you haven't done so already, because they have these signature bets now where new customers can click in on the NBA playoff matchup of choice. Uh, and you know that's going to be the Suns game tonight. So, uh, make sure to do that. Signature bets tab. Each game, each market has their own unique set. Uh, they have things like first of uh, time of first point, player to make consecutive three-pointers, which player will tip off, and more. So make sure to check that out as well as our, our curated in-app PHNX bets coming very soon to BetMGM. Uh, also, make sure to join us for all PHNX Suns away playoff games. So if you have nothing going on tonight, join us out at the BetMGM sportsbook. Uh, by State Farm Stadium. We will have uh, happy hour pricing, $6 Rally the Valley, margaritas and more is presented by our friends at Neutral. Uh, I absolutely love Neutral, by the way. It it is my favorite new uh, vodka seltzer drink uh, and you guys should check it out too. Wonderful food. We're also going to have our Cornhole League out there so make sure to check out the sports book out at at, uh, State Farm Stadium. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code PHNX. There's a few different offers depending on where you live. But for our Arizona audience, you will get up to $100 in bonus bets on your first wager with BetMGM. Again, make sure you use code PHNX. Check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to our man Shane talk about the disclaimer. All right, Jesse has an answer for us on when when Brandon Fott would start
0: next. So he would line up to start tomorrow, May 2nd, for the Reno Aces, and the Reno Aces mysteriously have no probable starter listed for uh also for their game on Tuesday. TBA. So there's just I mean at this point it's, it's, lining it's up. pretty it's lining it's, up. It's pretty clear, and that honestly, Wednesday, if it is in fact Brandon Fott's big league debut, that could be one of the biggest regular season games of the year for the Dbacks. Not, not in that. I mean, it's one game. Whether they win or lose, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. Doesn't count more than any of the other games they play. But Brandon Fott is is the best pitching prospect the Diamondbacks have had debut in in a long time, in a number of years, yeah. I guess. Maybe John Duplandier a few years back, he was he was very well regarded. I think maybe the, those guys would be comparable, but Brandon Fott has a very high floor as a prospect. There's pretty much no one uh, who knows a lot about this guy who thinks that there's any chance of him not being at least like a viable major league starter. It's, it's pretty clear Brandon Fott has the skill set. Um, he's already built up to a whole bunch of innings based on the season he had last year. He should should be able to pitch deep into games. He should be able to give you, um, you know, a whole bunch of innings. If, if he comes up and performs well, you could see Brandon Fott throw 140 innings or something in the big leagues this year. And that that wouldn't shock me. So uh, it would be one of the most exciting days of the season for the d backs.
1: It very much uh, reminds me of Corbin Carroll's debut, even though that was at Chase Field last year, which made it more exciting, right? But yeah. like. There was just this vibe. There was this vibe. I mean, also when Drew Jones showed up to take batting practice yeah, and made his right. first walk around Chase Field, it just it felt like the future of the franchise was here. And uh, you, you I've, I've described this with my daughter. As a father, sometimes in moments you kind of have to feel a bit like a time traveler because you almost have to stop and realize how special the moment you're in is. You're, you're in actually is for you and then realize like there's going to be a time later in life where I think back about this moment and how special it was. Right. It it feels like that sometimes when you're at certain sporting events and sometimes a regular season baseball game is just a regular season baseball game. But sometimes when you're there for the beginning of someone's career that you know is going to have just this enormous impact on the franchise and on the game of baseball, it's pretty exciting. And you got to take in the moment yourself.
0: Yeah. Motion does make a good point in the comments that after acquiring Pilkington today the D-backs 40-man roster is full um that is true they will have to clear a spot on the 40-man roster i don't really view that as a as a huge obstacle because there's frankly a number of guys on the D-backs 40-man roster that you know i wouldn't be shocked if they say they
1: they can go just say they yeah. can go just i mean yeah not necessarily out of the organization but
0: there are guys who are on the 40-man yeah, who probably that, don't need yeah. to be on the 40-man for so sure. Uh, so yeah, I, I don't view that as a, as a serious obstacle, but it is a good point. Uh, if you're watching us
1: right now on the PHNX sports YouTube channel, we thank you guys for being here. Uh, Of course, make sure to subscribe to the channel, sign up for notifications. That way you don't miss whenever we go live, leave us a thumbs up just to make us feel good about ourselves. if you're listening to us on your favorite audio podcasting app, please subscribe to us there as well. Leave us a review. We always appreciate your feedback. Uh, If you haven't signed up for a diehard membership yet over at gophnx.com, you can do that now. Uh, Not only will you get access to Jesse's newsletter, Full Count, and all of his thoughts and ramblings. Because that's what he does that's over there. That's what I do. I just ran. Uh, you also get a free T-shirt. Like we are sh- we are rocking right here. Free hat. Every year, one of those items from the phnxlocker.com as well as 20% off all future purchases. You, all get, you also get uh, access to members-only uh, in, uh, uh, discounts with our partners, members-only invites to events, mem- members-only discounts on events, and so much more. Uh, you also get access to our Discord uh, lounge, which is the best place to be an Arizona sports fan. So join us today. Over at gophnx.com uh, And for those of you that are always here on Monday, you know what we do We know every day, every day on this show is Earth Day Every week on this show is Shark Week But every Monday, special around here, we go to the mailbag MegaRan, let's go! My mailbox, always something interesting in my mailbox I try to get to everything in my mailbox And then once in a while there's a letter that makes me go wow, wow My mailbox I want to talk trash to the man that sang that song because I specifically asked him not to send me pictures of himself at Disney World this morning, and he did it anyway. And, of course, that's what a good friend does. He does the opposite of what you ask him to do. So I hope your feet really, hurt right really now. I hope you're standing in lo- I don't want to see his happiness. I don't want to see his joy at the well, most no. magical. No, no, I hope your feet hurt, and I hope you're standing in long lines today. That's how I uh, That's how. I,
0: I mean, those are inevitable. Yeah, I know, right? Right? Like, You know, You already know that those <laughs> exactly. things are true. I hope, they,
1: I hope <laughs> it happened early for you uh damon can we go to our first mailbag monday question uh, oh we're just doing this right away will Derek's hair dying be televised from our friend i'm still hungry 95 <laughs> on twitter uh, we're yeah not, we're not talking
0: live stream we're talking we're, TV. Not, we're
1: talking <laughs> straight to tv well we do have that new deal with arizona's family with the phoenix rising so i think they want to put it on the morning news and let's just go with it uh, let's just say when this hair gets dyed which sounds most likely like it's going to be tomorrow morning uh, there will definitely be a video shot and you will all get to see my hair either fall out or be changed to the <laughs> that's color really we're rooting for. That's what, I mean, it. I feel like that's what most people are rooting for at this point. Like, let's see if his terrible hair can survive this uh, bleaching that's then about to happen. At
0: that point, that's where a purple Sharpie comes from. Yeah, in. yeah. Oh, whatever. We'll, we'll, let's do what it. I'll go Mohawk. I'll
1: go whatever we need to do. All right. What else we got? Uh, Brett Lee Johnson says, "What is your confidence level that Fott makes his debut this week? Zero to a hundred percent, and if you think he makes his debut, what do you predict his stat line to be? Oh, stat line. Stat line. Sense. Let's go. We're going hundred percent on the scale. Uh, that's how well, confident we're. Where, on are, you I Where made, are you at? Where are you? I'm
0: in a comfortable ninety-seven. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's not official. That there. right it's there. Let me, let me
1: tell you, folks. That right there was an example of what our entire relationship is like. Right? I mean, you see it like." We're, we're we're like a married couple that you're just like, man, their fights are petty, like publicly. I can only imagine how bad they
0: are behind closed I just, doors. I can't in good conscience say that something is 100% going on when cal- it, is not, it is not at all official. How like, did you calculate that 3%, Jesse? Yeah, what's the
1: 3%? Uh, I'm not, I'm not,
0: saying, I'm yeah. not that, that crazy. I'm like, well, <laughs> a formula people, for it. Most My people gosh. deal in like fives or tens. You, yeah, and you 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 did three, so it makes yeah. me think you have some sort of formula that yeah, you got it's to 97. Just, I right? don't know. 95%, that's not quite high enough. I'm yeah. more confident than 95%. See, that's so why it's I said hundred. Just
1: gut feeling. Look, things you know. are lining up. There's to be an like out. Some, like sometimes we say it's kind of funny because Tori confirms stuff without confirming it at times. He'll say stuff. He'll like look right at us be like, you guys are smart. You can figure it out. And so hear, he yeah. didn't do that this time. But I feel like this was one of those scenarios where he's like, you guys are smart. You can figure out what's going it's, on. Here. It's
0: basically at this point, either Brandon Fott starts Wednesday or the Diamondbacks front office is having so much fun making us think <laughs> that Brandon Fott is starting on Wednesday, but uh, I don't those, think those I don't Sphinx think that's...
1: boys will think this is. Uh, we'll <laughs> put them on the wrong track. Let's go. All right. Yes, we're at one hundred percent stat line. Stat line. What do you think?
0: Oh, stat line. I'm gonna go. I, I don't. Uh. I'm gonna
1: go. I'm gonna go six six innings.
0: Okay. Six innings. Six innings. Four <laughs> hits.
1: One earned run. Wow. I'm gonna go
0: seven strikeouts, three walks. Wow, that's that is one impressive big league debut. The Rangers have been a pretty good baseball team so far this year, so this is not a super. Not super gonna have easy a lot of. Out. They
1: don't have a lot of knowledge about Brandon Fott, though. Let me tell you, that's true.
0: Um, I'll go, I'll go five. I'll say five innings. Maybe his pitch count's a little high. Adjusting to the big leagues, five innings. Um, maybe five hits, two runs. Um, I think he'll walk one and strike out six. There, there you go. go. If you're there you're trying you go. to pry numbers out of me, there, there you go. We got it.
1: We got it out of them. All right, what else we got, Damon? Uh, Joey at Joey Yahomi asks, after one month besides Zach Gallon, which D-back has the best chance of making an all-star team? Uh, well, yes, Zach Gallon would have obviously been my number one choice for how he's like this is. We weren't getting this Zach Gallon pre-all-star uh, break last year. Or else, I think he would have taken that spot last year. Uh, especially with how he pitched after the All-Star break. But all you have to do is motivate Zach Gallon, and they did by giving him a low rating in the uh, MLB The Show game. So that was all he needed to there go you know. on this run. That's what it was. Uh,
0: what do you think? Who uh,
1: I'm going to say Gabriel Moreno.
0: Oh, that's fascinating. Um, I just think that Carson Kelly is not that far away. And, and once think Carson Kelly up? gets back, I mean, he's not super close. Like It's not like it's going to be next week or anything, but yeah. – Well, before the All-Star break, I think Carson Kelly is going to come back. And at that point, they're going to be splitting playing time probably down the middle once Kelly gets a little more acclimated. And you might even see Kelly get the majority of the reps. It's just tough because playing time for catchers is weird. And even the catchers who play the most at this point, they're not catching 150 games. We just don't see that anymore. So. Uh, not to say that Moreno has to play in 80% of the games in order in order to be a candidate right. but and it's also
1: can he sustain what he's been doing so far right and especially once he's you know Honestly, once he starts sharing time with with Kelly
0: yeah I I think that what Gabby Moreno is doing right now is totally sustainable. I kind of think this is the hitter he is. He hits, he hits the ball hard. he he hits the ball hard he hits about 300. like I think yeah. that very well might be who Gabby Moreno is. He's not going to have a 950 OPS necessarily. No, no. There's not going to be that many walks, and there might be a lot of singles. So it's not like, you know, he might not be a, a middle-of-the-order type bat, but can he hit 300 for an extended period of time? I absolutely think he yeah. can.
1: Kyle brought up my other selection, which was our wrist king, Geraldo Perdomo. He said it's going to be the all-star. I'm that call would be
0: it. so wild. It would, just, it would be incredible. If Geraldo that. Perdomo... He's in a platoon. It's pretty tough for platoon yeah. players to, to make the all-star team, but... I mean, he's hitting 390, man. So how could you leave him out if he's hitting that 390 by the All Star break? I don't know. It's it's yeah. more of
1: how likely is it that this continues, and that's what we're trying to predict at this point between now and the All Star break. Uh, I, I will say this though: he has some very, very good teams uh, ahead of him in the month of May to continue hitting well. Yeah, uh, there's not true. not a lot of challenges. So if he can, if this isn't a fluke, and he can continue being this consistent. Uh, I, I mean, maybe it drops, but maybe it still stays above 325. And if that's the case, then yeah, I mean, it makes it hard to not consider him for an All Star. Have we it, mentioned
0: Corbin Carroll yet? No, we have not. Okay, because that that's a pretty that's a pretty clear answer, yeah, right? Yeah. I mean, Corbin, and again, it does. Very I, much was, I was on I was I was digging for the deep gems. I think there. But okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Gabby Moreno is a bit of a reach yeah. compared to Corbin Carroll in the way that he's played so far. If he continues to put up numbers like he has so far, or even a tick lower. I think he should probably be an all-star. Yeah. I mean, they're not, there are not that many outfielders that are stealing bases at a 60 per season rate and also have a 900 OPS. Like, that is not normal. And if you're leaving that out of the all-star game, there are serious problems with how all-stars are being chosen. So There's something else to be said about, like, name recognition, too.
1: Like, yeah. Geraldo Perdomo could continue to hit 385, and there still might not, might not be a lot of people in baseball that know who Raldo well, Perdomo he's,
0: is. He's pals with Fernando Tatis, man. That's they true. were right next to they each other during like, the national yeah, anthem. I don't so, like that. I don't want them you know? hanging out. I don't want them being to be <laughs> together. But
1: uh, I will say that, uh, you know, Corbin Carroll is kind of a star already. And he's playing up to that, you know, those expectations. He's playing up to that high standard that they've kind of set by not only him being this myth- mythological, you know, prospect, but also extending him as early as they did. There was a lot of room here for him to not – live up to the expectations or perform as well as people think he should based on what, you know, the the extension he was given and such. But uh, he's everything we dreamt he could be and more. And, I mean, he's just getting started. So that's the most fun part about him and this team because this team is just getting started. We've talked about a lot of flaws that they have and a lot of things aren't going well for them, and they still end the month of April making me dye my stupid hair. So let's go. <laughs> let's go. What else we got, Damon? Uh, Michael Rokicki, who, of course, earlier in the comments was talking about my hair, wanted to know, uh, on a scale 1 to 10, how concerning do you find Alec Thomas' slow start at the plate? Um, Well, I mean, it's not great, especially considering that that was a big reason why he got sent down at the end of last season. I think his defense is unquestionable at this point, but... We've seen the Diamondbacks really not hesitate to make those moves. I think uh, it was Gabriel that brought it up in the comments earlier about Dominic Fletcher possibly being called up just to like get eyes on him and make him part of a trade package. I don't know if that's the case. I think they have yeah. very talented outfielders, and I think that they're letting guys that are performing well in the minors have an opportunity at a big league level to see if they can continue that success and if they're the real deal. I don't think anybody is particularly safe on this main roster, aside from maybe three guys. So I think that Alec Thomas is in danger of if he if he continues to struggle at the plate, possibly being sent down like we saw with Jake McCarthy.
0: Alec Thomas against lefties is one for twenty-seven with eleven strikeouts. Yeah. He is a one forty OPS. Alec Thomas against righties has an eight twenty-six OPS. He's actually been a well above average hitter against right-handed pitching, yeah. even though Overall, he's hitting I think under two hundred just because of how bad he's been against lefties. So, uh, how concerned am I? A scale of one to ten. We have a lot of a lot of numbers questions. Yeah, yeah a lot of wants, where are we at scales? To yeah,
1: percentages. Um, you I, did this to us. Yeah, this is his fine. fault. He made you guys make us into stat nerds. You see what we got going on now. I got to rate fucking how I feel about ballpark food now on a scale <laughs> on, a, on a on a
0: sliding scale of twenty to eighty, which I still don't understand. That's a great idea. We yeah. absolutely <laughs> should have you rate ballpark food on the scouting scale. Um, no, I, I'm not. I'm not that concerned about it. I don't think the D backs are that concerned about it either. I would maybe say I'm at, at a at a five, maybe. Um, I honestly I, I'm not sure if if Alec Thomas hitting lefties is going to happen for him this year. It just it, that just might take more time to come. And frankly, it's something that a lot of young players struggle with. Yeah. If you bat left-handed, hitting big league left-handed pitching is really, really hard. Fantastic. Um and yeah, the fact that he has an eight twenty-six OPS against righties, the majority of the pitchers out there. The D-backs are not going to send down Alec Thomas. Not, not. I don't think he's particularly close. They also value expected stats quite a bit. It's something we hear uh, the D-backs front office and even Tori Lovello reference from time to time. Alec Thomas's expected batting average, according to StatCast, is 268. His expected slugging percentage is 435. So way higher yeah. than the actual numbers he's put up. I think he's he's had some tough luck with batted balls so far, and he's not striking out that much. He's walking more than he did last year, not not too concerning at this point. Still a lot of red on his
1: uh, scouting scale as there's, well, including sprint still, speed, and yeah. maximum exit velocity, and things like that. So I mean, uh, you know, there's there's still some stuff to build on, and I think that there's a difference, even though they both struggled at the plate between him and McCarthy. I think they talked a lot about. Jake looking like he was just swinging very defensively. I mean, yeah, Alec Thomas different. might not be having success, but he's not, he's still attacking the ball in the zone. He's still going out there and putting a good swing on the ball. It's just not, he's just not having success against lefties. Yeah. I, I think the difference there, there's a difference there, even though they were both about the same, there's, there is something to be said though, about the fact that they can't have two guys like that in the lineup. And at this point, Alec Thomas's defense and, you know, the expected stats Uh, Make him definitely, you know, uh, stand out above McCarthy. But
0: yeah, although I I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised to see this McCarthy's expected batting average was 251 His expected slugging was 380, which those numbers aren't spectacular, but they are quite a bit higher than than the numbers that he actually put up. But just the eye test, I think I think there were pretty clearly some flaws in in McCarthy's approach at the plate, like you said, so not uh, not too surprised they made a move
1: there. What else we got, Damian? Uh, Jacob asks, if Fletch balls out in a few games, he's up here. Do you move him to left, Corbin to center, and send down Thomas? Uh, and this goes along with the last question we were asked. I, I I still don't feel like Dominic Fletcher is just up here as like a fluke. I don't think he's here just so that major league teams can see him so that they maybe trade him. I think they I, I think they know what we know and what we've talked about is that they have a stacked – group of of young left-handed outfielders and those young left-handed outfielders are going to be uh they are going to you know have an opportunity sometimes some guys are going to perform better than others and at this point they're not they're not fully committed to anybody if one of the guys is playing well dominic fletcher has been playing well for a while this isn't just something new or something they're doing out of desperation i think they're just literally saying hey we've blocked this guy for long enough Let's let him have an opportunity, considering we've had a few guys struggle, uh, and and see if he he can help out. Uh, Pavin Smith in right field was scary enough for me that I want them to <laughs> do whatever it takes to make sure that that doesn't continue to happen. And that's no knock to Pavin.
0: Uh, we we love I mean, Pavin. It is, it is kind of a knock to Pavin. I mean, it, it
1: is. I'm fine, but I mean, I'm, <laughs> I'm not, not just making person, this shit just, up.
0: His defense is not He's great not great out the there. Output, I mean, yeah.
1: that game in Colorado really, like... It made him, I'll just say he just looked flat out bad out there. Just kind of, he looked foolish at times because he didn't, like he was coming in on balls that were obviously like longer over his head. He just, he was misjudging everything. I don't know if it was the sunlight. I don't know what it was for him, but there was a a two inning span where Pavin just looked like he he shouldn't be out there in right field at all.
0: Yeah. And I think that's a big reason that they brought up Dominic Fletcher is just a little bit more defense. Now that they sent down McCarthy, like you said, you've got Pavin Smith maybe a little bit in, into the rotation in the outfield, and Lourdes Gurriel is not a particularly great defender either in left field. So they're just trying to minimize having too many games with Alec Thomas, kind of having to go get everything in center field. Right? Um, as for as for I guess the question addressed, you know, moving Corbin Carroll to center and sending down Alec Thomas. Going back to what we said earlier, I I don't see the D backs sending down Alec Thomas, at least not anytime soon. I think the at bats have been too good. The results against righties have been too good for them to get to that point. Not to say they couldn't at some point, but I just don't think we're there yet. I see
1: people coming out of the uh, break room with Spaghetti Shack. And the more we do this show, the more jealous I am that I'm not in there also eating Spaghetti Shack right now. Uh big shout out to our friends over there at the ASU alum-owned uh, restaurant. They serve a menu featuring spaghetti, meatballs, and garlic bread and a few other fan favorites. They keep it simple. They make homemade food, mostly for you college students out there that can't make it for yourselves any longer. You don't have time. You don't want to. I get it. I mean, sometimes ramen can be awesome, but not seven days in a row. Their mission is to provide quality, affordable food as quickly as possible that you can, so you can spend less time cooking and spend more time with your loved ones or, you know, with your school books. So Spaghetti Shack is a community-focused to-go pasta concept started right here in Tempe, Arizona by five lifelong friends. Uh, they are currently serving Tempe and Queen Creek, and we hope to come to your neighborhood soon. So keep an eye out for Spaghetti Shack. Uh, and, of course, we have some more Mailbag Monday questions presented by our friends at More Furniture. And I have to ask, Jesse, how is the move-in process go? You've been very busy with, with driving around the country. You've been flying around the country. You're in Colorado.
0: Have you act- Do you still have unpacked boxes in your condo? I don't think we have any unpacked boxes at this point. Good. Um, yeah it, it it took it took entirely too long to fully move into yeah, this place, but it has it been uh, about three and a half months at this point. So if we still had a bunch of unpacked boxes in our relatively small place, I would be a little bit concerned. Yeah. So yeah, we're uh, we're doing all right. We're Good. doing all right. Any furniture items that we need to get you? There are a few. I, yeah. mean, I am I am searching for an ottoman. At the moment oh. for our upstairs bedroom, oh. so do you how have, complicated a, do you have a, it? a place a place that I should go. I, I said ottomans there. Oh my gosh.
1: Believe it or not, our friends at More Furniture have ottomans. They also have Chase lounges for you, which I know you're still concerned about. And I know I know an ottoman isn't very big, but you could still have them bring it over. Because you're a busy guy, you don't have time to maybe
0: stop by the store. You still- haven't seen our stairs, Derek. I yeah. don't
1: want to carry anything. You don't anything want to carry up anything up there? I don't care. White how glove small delivery it is. service. Get them up the stairs, get them in there. They won't ding the wall like you would have. You know you no. would have ding the wall. Yeah.
0: Our our railing, like going up the stairs, is genuinely in terrible condition yeah. <laughs> at this point. So yes. Yeah, all right. <laughs> well.
1: You could stay big on the best furniture in the valley when you head to morefurniture.com. And of course. We have more Mailbag Monday questions. I'm still thinking about Mega Ran being at Disney World, and I'm still jealous. What else we got? Uh, Brett Lee Johnson, oh my gosh. <laughs> more. Look, all right. <laughs> is this a joke now? Are we just? Is this a? Is this a? Is this a bit? Are you ribbing me? Uh, Brett Lee Johnson says, on a scale of one to ten, how worried are you about Ryan, Dre, and Tommy's future in the rotation? They seem to have some great stuff for two to five innings, and then the wheels start to fall off. Uh, I, am I honestly, I'm probably pretty high up there on my concern. Uh, there's, uh, probably about a seven. However, I feel like that's unnecessarily high because here's why we kind of knew what we were going to get out of Ryan Nelson, Dre Jameson, and Tommy Henry. We saw it in the minors and what they're doing this year, unfortunately, isn't that much different than what we saw them do in, in their minor league career at times. It's the reason why, we didn't really foresee them as being uh these these next level aces that they were for you know the 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 few games that they played last year they looked so great in their major league debuts especially against a team as tough as the Padres which i think they all debuted against but like you just have this sense of like wow my expectations have changed for these guys i didn't think they were going to be this good now they are this good And if you consider these guys to be this good, oh, my God, how good is this team when a guy like Brandon Fott is also added into the mix? This is going to be just an incredible rotation. The truth is it feels a bit like Dre Jamison, Ryan Nelson, and Tommy Henry are just coming back down to earth and performing a bit more like what we've seen out of them historically in their career. I mean, the scouting reports that were written on some of these guys, like, three years ago, kind of address the problems that they are currently having right now. So not a lot has changed as far as the weaknesses in their game.
0: Yeah, I mean, Ryan Nelson and Dre Jamison weren't going to have, you know, 1.5 ERAs for very long, right? They were really impressive when they came up last year, but we all know those kinds of numbers aren't sustainable. And and frankly, if you, you know, if you kind of combine the numbers they put up this year with the numbers they put up last year, you're actually, they're actually okay, Right. Um, Ryan Nelson last year had three really good starts and this year had a couple good ones. And now he's rattled off a few that weren't so great. So the full body of work with each of them is still acceptable. I think, um, I I still think there's, there's a fair amount of concern. If I have to pick a number, I'm, I'm also maybe with you at a seven. Um, and I don't think it's necessarily the same number for all three guys. I think these are three pretty different pitchers. That's a fair. They all have, they all have their advantages and disadvantages. And I think some of them are maybe better suited for the rotation than others um, but yeah at this point the D backs cannot safely count on any of these three guys in their starting rotation moving forward right you're hoping that at some point even just one of these guys could really separate themselves and become yeah. a building block in your starting rotation but as we've seen over these last few weeks you can't count on that I mean when you put when you put this much trust you put this much responsibility on young unproven pitchers in particular you're kind of asking for it. You just don't know what you're going to get no matter what the scouting reports say. And even if some of these guys do wind up being great starting pitchers in the future, that doesn't mean they're going to be great starting pitchers, you know, 50 innings into their big league careers. That's not always how it works. So we'll have to wait and see. And the Diamondbacks
1: have talked about their sense of urgency, which has kind of changed things, right? This team maybe didn't have the same sense of urgency or maybe not the same expectations when the season started as they have now, seeing this team come together and win the way they have, that might change their leash on these guys, the progress, how long they were willing to let them go. Yeah, A starting rotation of Gallen, Merrill Kelly, Brandon Fott, Zach Davies, and one of those other guys, let's say Ryan Nelson, with then Tommy Henry and Dre Jamison potentially both in the bullpen, that seems like a fairly sexy kind of situation because, like you said in the question, these guys can go a solid two to five innings at times. And if we don't need nearly five innings out of them, then the, this might be the the route to Arizona truly becoming a competitive baseball team, especially when it comes to the pitching staff. But we need one of those guys at this point. We need Brandon Fott to come up and be everything that we, we expect him to be and think he can be. Yeah. But we need we need two other guys a, outside of that. Zach Davies coming back might be a relief. Zach Davies coming back might not be great. I mean, we know what we're gonna get out of Zach Davies. Most most likely he's gonna be able to go five innings, give up four runs almost every outing that he's out there. I mean that's that's what you're gonna get that's, out of Davies.
0: That's that's brutal. Five innings, four runs?
1: I'm just saying it's like an ERA uh, over seven I'm Eric. Just, My I'm, gosh. I'm, I, I'm being realistic here. But
0: anyway. <laughs> Uh, it's no, you're right it's not i mean it's you're not it's, gonna
1: get you know you're not you're not gonna more get more top five innings guy. than
0: six and it's you know it's more like maybe three runs per starter so fair. But yeah it's you're right it's not you know you sort of know what you're gonna get but what you're gonna get is not great but yeah. but it's still steady and it's that, still not as that, bad
1: as what we're getting some uh, in some outings out of dre jameson ryan nelson yeah, and tommy henry right know? exactly um anyway uh, I, w- I we got more questions. Gabriel, last scale of one to ten. How annoyed are you about rating things? Eleven, Gabriel. It's an eleven. <laughs> what else we got? Uh, TR Cogs asks, uh, "What do you think is next uh, down position player wise?" My thought is Pavin. Now that Rivera is up and a backup first baseman, uh, what do you think, Jesse? Mm, I'm surprised they didn't ask on a scale of one to ten. I'm wondering I don't what, know how well, that would work. What is your judgment they would've, they would've about this question? How do you how do you feel about that question on a scale of one to <laughs> ten?
0: question i appreciate it it's it's a a, a 10 out of 10 um yeah so who who will the d-backs send down this is an interesting one because it's a choice i think the d-backs will have to make uh here in a couple of days when they call up brandon fought they're going to be bringing in a fifth starter right their their bullpen is no longer up an extra guy because they sent out they sent out anthony yesterday uh, when they brought up Fletcher. So right now they have an extra position player, not an extra pitcher. Right. So when they bring up Brandon Fott, they're probably going to send down a position player when they do it, which is difficult because you can't send down Domin- Dominic Fletcher. You're not going to send him down that quickly. There are also you know regulations about how quickly you can bust guys to and from Reno now. Um, and I don't know. I mean, Emmanuel Rivera was, was a recent call-up. He's hit really well. I mean, he's uh, 500, like five hundred. by the way. Yeah, he's like, 500. I don't know if you can, even if it makes sense. I don't know if you can do that to a guy. Paven Smith's defense, obviously not great, but his bat has been pretty good. It's pretty tough, Derek. I'm not going to lie. It's there's not really a clear move here. The one thing that I could see is if the D-backs want to put Corbin Carroll on the injured list. They could retro the move to when the injury happened. So he wouldn't be out, you know, ten days from Wednesday. He could just be out ten days from Saturday. And then that would clear your roster spot and you could keep Fletcher. You could keep Smith, you could keep Rivera. So that's almost like what I feel like is the most likely outcome, but it's hard. There's there's no position player right now that is like, Oh yeah, that's that is sort of a logical choice. No, no one is really in that position. You're right
1: now. you're not doing it with the catchers right now. You're not doing it with no. pretty much any of the infielders outside of potentially Emmanuel Rivera. Uh you also still have um you have Kyle Lewis needing to return to the lineup as well, like to the active lineup.
0: I'm just talking about the active lineup at this point. Yeah, I mean he yeah, you're not gonna obviously send him down at this point. What about here? You, I know you
1: said that it wouldn't be it would be probably a position player, but what about a Jose Ruiz or Peter Solomon? I mean, do you think that that could be the case with, with either of like Peter Solomon, I feel like, is a strong case
0: considering mm. how he's been performing. Yeah, that's that's fair. Um, but like
1: you said, they have the extra position yeah, player. Yeah, they have the extra right position
0: now. player. I just don't really see them keeping it that way for very long. But um, they but
1: they could for a bit. They, they don't have to make an immediate move. They could swap them out if they, yeah. they do plan on bringing Fod up. And then it's fair. maybe make a, make a move when they because like you said they're 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 in need of an additional pitcher but they might be able to make that move down the road when they're ready to swap some roster spots around.
0: Yeah, it's just I mean it's just weird because a spot that you really never want to be in as a baseball team is being short a reliever. Pictures. Yeah, pitchers. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah. you don't want to bring up your fifth starter and then suddenly you've got a 7 man bullpen instead of an 8 man bullpen. Although the D-backs have so many off days this week in particular that you could get away with that for for the time being. So, I don't know. I think the question asked about position players in particular and there are there are just no no easy answers on that front. The D-backs might have to make a hard decision with a player who has performed pretty well for them and just kind of have to live with that unless the Corbin Carroll IL thing happens. That that I could see and that would that would be an easier solution on and It would just have to be a 10-day IL stint, and then that would give him yeah. that time to work around it. They uh, might want to keep him out for that long anyway. Yeah. You know, yeah, so yeah. that's not, that doesn't could, make a huge
1: difference. And, and they could potentially make it retroactive to when right. he was pulled, right? So, right. they, I mean, we could already be at like, what, eight, game, or eight, eight days, something like that. But uh, Marcus asked, the heck happened to Kyle Lewis? We still don't know. We still don't have an answer for you. He was put on the IL due to illness, and he's still currently on the IL. Due to illness. We have seen him in the dugout. Uh, walking around. So it's not like he's not with the team. But he's still on the injured list. As far as today goes.
0: Yeah. Tori did say while we were in Denver. That he has ramped things up a little bit more. He's doing a little bit more baseball activities. Uh, he reiterated that he's going to need some time. To kind of build things up. So we still don't know what, so what the injury was. And, or what the illness was. And I honestly don't think we ever will. Uh, there yeah. are situations where players just decide that they don't want to disclose what it is to the media, and we just kind of have to respect that. It's so, their right
1: to do so. But yeah. hope,
0: hope he's feeling better, and hope whatever it is isn't
1: um, isn't serious. Like that's I think that was our concern was that you know obviously with COVID and stuff, it's easy to always think that some stint like this over a mystery illness is COVID related, but it's not um, COVID. We do know it's that. not, and we also you know so of course we're, we're just making sure we're just hoping uh, that everything is good with Kyle. Uh, what else we got, Damon? Gabriel asks, which Geraldo Perdomo is closer to the real Perdomo, the 220 career batting average or the 383 average <laughs> he has this year through a month? B. Option B. <laughs> he is our risk king. I mean, obviously, the answer there is somewhere in between,
0: I'm sure, right? Like, he's
1: a better hitter than he was last year.
0: Well, um, not necessarily, because the 220. 220- that's not his average last year. That's his career average. His career so average, Maybe maybe that is the bad. answer.
1: I, I don't know. Well, I mean, how long has his career been? He's he's basically been here for, you know, a season and a half, I believe. But uh,
0: 608 plate appearances. Yeah. So it's basically so one
1: full big baseball season. season. right? Yeah. Um, I, I don't know. I, I think that there is something about Perdomo that as much as we've joked about it, he does have a bit of a clutch factory. He does have a bit of a dog in him. Uh, slider off the charts because he steps up uh, in a way that most guys on this team over the last few seasons haven't when runners are in scoring position, and that's something to be said about his ability to kind of handle those big moments. Understand, you know how important it is to try to get those runners in, and and kind of uh, has has even more focus at the plate when he's in those big situations. Uh, I, I don't know. I think that he was thrust into a bit of a role that he wasn't expecting to with Ahmed's injury last year. I think that, you know, playing as often as he did is going to kind of, for, for a new young guy like that, it's going to have, you know, it's it's growing pains. But I, I want to say that from what we've seen Perdomo this year, I, I want to say he's probably closer to a 300 hitter than he is that 220 career average. Wow. That's, that's a bold. I'm take. not saying like 300. I'm saying maybe more of like a yeah two,
0: two, 285, 290 hitter, you know. I mean that would yeah that would be incredible. He was, he was a highly touted prospect. Like the D-backs really liked Geraldo yeah. Perdomo coming up and it was easy to see why. he was the kind of player in the minors who had really good at bats was, you know, just very solid fundamentally. His his play at shortstop has been really good this season and really good toward the end of last year. Very very teachable from what we've heard. Like he's yeah. he's very coachable. He takes coaching well. He takes, you know, he,
1: he does what is asked of him to improve.
0: And and he has some size too. Like he's six yeah. two. He's yeah. not, you know, he's not this 5'9", 170 shortstop. Like yeah. there's some there is some potential to build into some some power at some point. I don't know if his swing is really tailored for that right now. And that's why you haven't really seen much power from him. But there's a reason the D backs were comfortable trading Jazz Chisholm a couple years ago yeah. because they they were excited about Perdomo's future. And we're starting to see that as for who he is in the grand scheme of things. I, I need to see more. I, I'll i be honest, I'm not all that convinced about the the 383 and some of the crazy numbers. If you look at his Savant page, his average exit velo is in the second percentile. Uh, his expected batting average is below average at 233. So there's just an enormous gap right now between you know what some of those stats say and what what the surface level batting average and whatnot say so we need to see more i think he's improved from last year i think he's a pretty good player even if he is a 230 or 240 hitter because of what he gives you defensively and the quality of the bats uh he's you know the kind of guy you just like having around your baseball team i got
1: distracted by Faj in the background
0: there he's wearing
1: our rattler
0: t-shirt and he got a haircut
1: he's looking very handsome uh, the two things combined, especially the T-shirt, though. The like, T-shirt, okay. You know, the T-shirt yeah. looks great. Uh, what else we got, Damon? Uh, Bubblehead Brett asked, do you think there's a chance we see Jordan Lawler this year with his great start in A? Yes, a good chance, a very good chance. Mm. Uh, I feel like there's a chance that we see him around the same time of the year that we saw Corbin Carroll. I don't know, though, if there is going to be maybe that same – I guess that same feeling around the team. Like last year, they weren't competitive at that time, so I feel like bringing Corbin Carroll up was kind of just a move since they were just going to play relatively meaningless games in the month of September to have him come up make his debut. I don't know if the team is going to be in that same position at the end of the year this year, so I don't know if the Jordan Lawler call-up necessarily happens because of that reason, because they might not be able to make that change and give
0: him that opportunity if the team is kind of – battling for a playoff position at that yeah, point. That's a that's a fair point. I mean, you could view him as like maybe he's an asset down the stretch, for sure. you know? I mean, for maybe sure. he comes up and, you and know, has a huge if, impact on the team, but yeah. it just seems like a big role to
1: thrust him into, especially at that time of the year if the team is competing for that's, for a playoff spot.
0: Yeah, that's fair. That would that would be a lot to ask. at least in like an everyday capacity. Um, I will say his numbers in double aren't great. I w- I wouldn't necessarily say he's off to a great start. He was maybe as of 2 weeks ago. The last couple weeks haven't been great for him. He's hitting 212, 354, 470. Um he's eight for eight in stolen bases. So I guess I guess that's pretty cool. But he does have twenty-three strikeouts and eighty two plate appearances. So there's there's been quite a lot of swing and miss so far for for Jordan Lawler. And um And I his still defense still isn't great. I mean it's, it's I've heard pretty good things about about his defense early in the season, but yeah, it's still, I mean, I think that might take longer to come than than his offense yeah. i think his his bat is kind of the more sure thing so i do think we could see him at the end of the year
1: though. perdomo has been doing great defensively over there and nick ahmed is just outstanding defensively and yeah he continues to make great plays so I, I think it might come down to that uh it might come down to need it might come down to how well the team is doing at that point so we'll see what else we got last one last question uh, comes from Ryan Hanley, and he said, "Who would be <laughs> on the list of guests we would want on the podcast? I would like to see Jody Jackson. She has endless knowledge of Arizona sports. Uh, I love Jody Jackson. I adore Jody Jackson. She's we been had on our, uh, yeah, we had been,
0: Jody Jackson on the show. That's right. About Was that last last, last off season, maybe mm-hmm. it might have been before last season started. Uh, yeah, we've had Jody Jackson on the show. We've had Steve Hume on the show. Uh, we'll have to we'll have to see if yeah, we, we got to get." We, uh, I've been talking with Chris Garagiola lately. We'll We've, we we had Chris on the, show on the show. As well. yeah.
1: uh, I'm definitely going to FaceTime um, Jake McCarthy tomorrow once the hair is purple. It uh, okay. needs to be a must. So I got to get Jake's Ken Kendrick. Uh, Ken Kendrick. Ken Kendrick wants to come on the show. Uh, he loves us. Uh, I'm, I'm going to be honest. Let's let's talk about who we would love to have on the show, just as like an amazing guest. Obviously, there's lots of players. There's lots of people within the organization. Lots of heroes. But if I'm being honest. I want to see this guy and Greg Schulte in the oh, same place yeah. at the same okay. time. That would be it. Would be an honor to have the governor on the show. This is true. But it would also just be an absolute delight for me personally. Uh, Jesse, we joke about Jesse's childhood impersonation of of Greg <laughs> Schulte quite a bit. But uh, I, I, I don't know if him and I would be doing this show together if That's it fair. wasn't for him. Uh, being this uh, just amazing personality himself in the Diamondbacks community ever since he was a child. And great. I mean, honestly, Schulte is just a huge influence, I think, on – on both of us so i think like yeah. it would be just kind of cool to be uh, have a hero of both of ours in here like
0: that yeah well if we do you're you're not invited that day it's just gonna I, be it's gonna be
1: me and greg, that's so. completely understandable
0: <laughs> <laughs> we'll <laughs> stand uh, outside and watch from the, from the door <laughs> i've had i've had greg schulte on on my shows in the past before this whole ph next that X right. began so right. some of you might have listened to those interviews back in the day but yeah we would love to have greg on he is he is fantastic you and wanted to interview me though yet. so your judgment is questionable at best well so. i wanted to get coffee with you i That's, never you never got a show invite there yeah, uh, let's not let's yeah, not overstep our bounds.
1: Right? i got a, i got a twitter message that might say otherwise but we'll have to <laughs> throw that up and uh see who was right I about i probably that. did send you a but <laughs> yeah that does sound like
0: something i i would have done
1: Oh, man. Well, we thank you guys, of course, for checking us out. Make sure to check out Circle K if you need to fuel yourself up today or any day of the week. They have the best coffee, beer, snack selection. Don't sleep on the Circle K snacks. We talked about them a a lot yesterday, but their snacks are incredible. And of course, we know, you know, you see the Circle K snacks, you see the other snacks, you're like, I'm getting the name brand stuff. Don't get the Circle K snacks It's better. It'll cost you less. They also have uh, pretty cheap gas uh, compared to a lot of places
0: these days. Gas is very expensive. I'm uh, not going to lie, Derek. Gas in Denver, Colorado. Very cheap. Don't talk to me. Don't start. Guess, I don't. I don't guess want to hear it. what I don't. Gas in Denver. I don't.
1: Is right I now. saw three eighty nine gas in Tucson, so I don't want to it talk is about it. It is how cheaper, cheaper than three eighty nine.
0: I don't want to talk about I it. I saw a two seventy nine oh, off of I twenty five yesterday, my God. which somehow is literally half of where we're at here in the Phoenix metro area. It doesn't make any sense. So
1: it doesn't make any sense. It
0: doesn't make any sense. You're lucky I came I back, it. Derek, I because so I very much considered just staying oh, there. But man. yes, if you're if you happen to be in this unfortunate city, situation in arizona circle k circle k is gonna, place to go. it's going to be cheaper right. than anywhere else and so. you can get a
1: polar pop while you're there which we there know they go. stay long, cold longer you can get 12 packs of beer including our friends from four peaks there uh their 12 par- packs of beer start at just 9.99 you can also get red bull three for eight dollars monsters three for six dollars so make sure you're not missing out on all this great stuff head to circle k dot com slash store dash locator for more to find Circle K's near you. And like I said, grab your Four Peaks as well, whether it's at Circle K, whether it's at wherever you're at. Make sure to follow them on social media at Four Peaks Brew to get all the latest uh, on Arizona's premier craft brewery. Uh, Of course, our favorite... Arizona, uh, our favorite uh, beer from Four Peaks is the uh, Wow Wheat. That's that's ours. I make Jesse drink that. Uh, He enjoys it. He feels it's a very delicious beer. Yeah, not Uh, a beer guy, but that one. Yeah, that that one's all right. Yeah, Uh, they make all sorts. If you're not a beer guy, they make all sorts of different varieties. Maybe find one for yourself that you do enjoy. But uh, regardless of where you're getting your beer at, make sure to get Four Peaks and make sure you're enjoying. A delicious Four Peaks beer uh, at all of your sporting events uh, this summer. It must be 21 years or older to enjoy and enjoy responsibly. We thank you guys, of course, for the questions. We thank you for being here on Mailbag Monday. Uh, make sure to follow us. You can follow our account, phnx underscore I am at cap underscore caveman with a K. He is at Jesse and Friedman. You could send us your questions whenever. Uh, I think I missed Sean McNally's question because, of course, it didn't fall under the mailbag Monday, and oh. Sean always sends it to us separately. I'm pretty sure he wanted to know about my purple hair and other stuff like that. But uh, we got you next Monday, Sean for sure. Uh, and you can also follow Damon Dog. Of course, you have to bark before you do that. So, but it's Damon Dog at Damon uh, D A W G. Uh, but all roads lead to at Phnx underscore uh, sports. On Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And of course, this is where we will be this week. Check out the show schedule uh, tomorrow, post game after that first game with the Texas Rangers. Then we will have another post game on Wednesday. Thursday, another off day, which we hate around here. But uh, maybe by then we'll find. Things to do with that purple hair that I'll inevitably have (laughs) by that point. Uh, And then we will be back uh, this Sunday for our post-series show after the Washington Naturals matchup. Uh, We will also be out at Chase Field for those games. So make sure if you are out there, send us a message, say hi. We love to see everybody. Uh, And, of course, we will be here doing our thing. Uh, We appreciate you guys stopping by. On behalf of Damon, Jesse, and myself, we always appreciate your time. And remember, kids... Baseball is fun, but it's so much more fun when Brandon Fott is part of your starting rotation.